From deep inside the Death Star, I'm Chad Beter. And I'm Andrew Richards. And I'm Paula Januszkiewicz. And welcome to Defrag Tools, the show that takes you inside Microsoft and inside Windows. Uh, we are very excited this week to have Paula here uh, from Secure. Thank you. <laughs> yes, who is a uh, pretty well-known uh, expert in the field of information security. Well, uh, trying. <laughs> <laughs> Notorious. <Well>. Notorious. <laughs> you, you speak at a lot of Microsoft uh, events and yes. various other events around the world. You do Absolutely. a lot of traveling. People yeah. may have seen you on stage a bit. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've been there for quite a while. <laughs> the last time we had Paula on Dufrag was way back in TechEd 2014. Wow. So it's been a while. I don't know where the time went. Completely doesn't feel like. It, it feels like one or two years at best. Absolutely. Time flies. Yeah. So um, we thought we'd have a little uh, short episode on information security, just as a general concept and what the uh, the role is and stuff like that. And, and secure, you know, that's what they do. You you go into in companies and, and penetrate tests and mm -hmm. then help people out of that hole. And so obviously, you know, you have to teach people how to do information security. So we're, we're going to hopefully get some pearls of wisdom out of, of Paula to how you would start your information security career. So do how best. do you approach newbies yeah. and, and getting new staff and, and just teaching both your staff and also customers the information security world? Yeah, yeah, it, it has been a very interesting market for sure. <laughs> yeah, so what's, is there a, a playbook that you can do here? Is it analogous to another role? Like can you, do you approach the information security role like you would approach learning to program or learning to be a, an ops engineer? Is there just basic stepping? How do you get started? How yeah, do you well, get started, yeah. yeah. The beautiful part of the whole IT, I would say, and um, I think we all kind of like may see it this way, is that you can always start. Yeah, so from wherever you are, you can always start. Some people may not like it, but if you are kind of like into it, then if you spend some time, you can get into IT. Of course, it doesn't mean that you're going to be the greatest expert, but uh, but you can start, definitely. And this is what security is about as well. So pretty much everybody um, can start uh, working in security, and especially the ones that are working in IT. So that is a perfect, mm. perfect uh, preparation. I'm guessing it's a good role for people who don't really want to do programming, but are really interested in in the internals of OSs and Windows and how things operate, but don't really want to do the other end of the thing where I'm just making server racks and worrying about DNS records and stuff. Absolutely. It's a good middle ground for people to be in, right? Absolutely agreed. And uh, I think that another one that sounds too challenging, but um, the time where like having a good developer skills and as well being in security, it's kind of like over because you are dealing with so many different types of security aspects. You can do that as well, but you can also live without it. Yeah. So yeah. you can be an infrastructure security expert and work in a certain type of a big environment without the um, programming skills and still do a good job. It kind of reminds me of this new data scientist um, evolution where the program was kind of the guy who did the SQL database and everything else as well. Mm -hmm. And now we kind of separate those roles out and say, look, this is just purely the code right. side of it. This is the data side of it. And then that expands into this more, uh, you know, uh, aggregation and reporting and that type of side of the business. Information security the same. Uh, programmers just aren't going to be up to date on how to do security properly in their code, I'm guessing. Mm. It's one of those things you need to go ask an expert. And corporations, I assume, really should have an information security engineer on staff these days. Would yeah, you agree? Absolutely, definitely. And that is also a very interesting challenge for a lot of different types of customers. Even like the, the bigger ones, it's so hard to find someone that is good in the cybersecurity field mm. that uh, it's, it's really like everybody's like understaffed. 
So basically, uh, we are all the time the same for us, searching uh, and trying to develop our team. And uh, I'm interviewing lots of people, and uh, it's so hard to find someone with a good approach. And you, you don't need to be great, but you need to have a very good approach. Kind of like, I call it a hyperactive person. So the person that <laughs> <laughs> totally knows what's going on out there. And if this person doesn't, then there's always a possibility to check. And it's like all the time, the person in the need of information. So uh, pretty much everybody in our team is like this, that if I don't know, I just uh, feel bad about it. I just need to check. Like, There's something I wrong sleep. with me until, yeah, I, something wrong, until yeah. I know. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. So this, this is, yeah. A uh, tenacity for investigation. Tenacity, curiosity. And curiosity is yeah. the factor. Uh, so, so being super active um, in getting information, that is basically uh, what is needed over there. I assume some of this is about just a good basis in fundamentals, like you know, Windows internals and stuff. So tools like Process Explorer from System Internals and Process Monitor, where you can go, great, let's look at something very simply mm -hmm. and see what it involved, right? I suppose that's one of the building blocks that you need. Once you understand what's happening, you can then start to understand what security is applied to that domain, right? Yes, absolutely agreed. And um, the, the need of security basics, as we call it, even though they are not a basic, right? So uh, knowing Windows internals, it's a must in a Windows world. And uh, I'm always saying one thing, how can you like hack into things or do the penetration test, let's say it, without really knowing how things work? And this is always like fascinating for me because there are so many like different types of experts out there in a the field yeah. uh, capable to use different types of tools. But at the same time, like when you use that tool and it executes and you run that whatever remote shell, like how do you know, like, w w like w what is actually the situation that you have in the operating system? Right. What kind of privileges do you have? Yeah, and so on. So that is something that it's definitely lacking there. I can definitely see um, just doing something as simple as making bubble diagrams on a whiteboard to say, okay, this thing talks to this, this mm -hmm. thing talks to this. At least get the sequencing down. And there may be an overlay of the physical nature of that. Is it local on-prem? Is it in the cloud? Is it jumping between data centers? Is it isolated on a VLAN? This kind of, uh, what would you call it, a network topology? Yeah, kind of overlay. like, yeah. Lo logical, diagram yeah. Is that how you, a uh, good way to approach, I mean, obviously internal, all these things you just need to bring up building blocks. Mm -hmm. so it's just a approaches to the to the problem. Yeah, yeah, and there are graphs like that already uh, done. Uh, so basically, uh, you can see what kind of knowledge you should gain, gain as a security expert. But still, I mean, we, it's it's impossible to know everything in the field. Yes, yeah? so you need to specialize yourself right. in something. Yes, as always in IT, especially in security, that started to be the case. So you can specialize in website security, uh, mobile security. It's a little bit of a different subject. Yeah, infrastructure security and so on. So, so these are the areas to cover. But uh, I absolutely agree with you with this, uh, like internals thing. Yeah, so that is something that. Uh, you can still hack into environments because people make mistakes and right. there are systems that are vulnerable. So you're going to use whatever Metasploit. You download a known exploit from like whatever exploit database and then you manage to get access to it. But then the question is what? What next? Mm -hmm. Right? And then we are getting into this beautiful space where knowledge matters, uh, not the tool matters, where, for example, you're getting access, I will just give you an example, you're getting access to the domain controller. We had a junior penetration tester in the team. It's like a real life example. And then the question was, okay, so he managed to become a domain admin. That's awesome. Of course, it means a lot, yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then the question is, what's, what's next? Can you, what like, can you do with it? What can you do with it, right? Because 
okay, being a domain admin, that's cool, but now what? I'm going to destroy it all? Not really. I'm going to extract information, yes, but then what kind of, in what kind of way? This is where the knowledge strikes in. And um, this is what we mean by the good security expert. But the problem in the field is that you have no standard for that. So there's nobody like saying, hey, this is how the great security expert looks like. This is what you're supposed to know. And that's the standard for it. There are a couple of standards, but nothing really says, nobody really says like it's supposed to look this way. Mm. And that's what's challenging. It's a little bit yeah. of a wild west kind of thing. A bit, right. Well, it is growing as a thing, right? It hasn't really had decades of maturity yet, I would argue. Well, yeah, I mean, certainly, I mean, security has always been important, right? But it seems like it becomes more and more important. It's in the news all the time now, like yeah. you're constantly hearing about companies being hacked and and this and, that. and not only just by, you know, somebody, random person on the internet who wants to do bad, but like state government, state-sponsored government hackers. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, mm. the, the threats are just exponentially growing, right? Yeah. More, more than ever. Do you find um, that there's an audit trail at most corporations so that if something does happen, they, they can work out what happened, or is that is that really one of the, the one of the new frontiers that has to to, to be realized? Uh, you know, it's still like even though the cybersecurity has been there for the past ten years, more or less, yeah. and mm. it's it's, it's the definitely era. Yeah. yeah, pretty mm. much. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's still like not that much of a sharing is caring thing. Yes. So basically, if you want to like share information with some other CISO, let's say, then there are different types of like people that share information, but it's nothing like really standardized. Mm. That's the case. So um, yeah. yeah. You see a lot of these news stories. Like, yeah, we were hacked. We're not sh sure what happened. We don't know what the exposure is. Right. Right. Um, and I think it's you know, an evolution of the maturity of running corporations in this new era where these audit systems exist uh, and this auditability exists. I know that you know, things like Azure and stuff, that's, that's the whole basis of the business. Every operation is audited. I mean, yeah. that audit is not allowed to happen. Right. right. And so I can see that's, that's definitely the attraction of all these cloud services mm. is that that burden is given to someone else. But unfortunately, there's still always going to be this um, relationship with the cloud. It's not like everything gets pushed to the cloud. It's not my responsibility anymore. You're still interacting with it. You still have to make sure that you're asking for the appropriate security model when you're going there remotely. Absolutely. Though, though sometimes I'm wondering, like, for example, if the companies are getting hacked, that can happen in a center, like, specific way. And the question is, like, how much different these things are? And we also do, like, forensic investigations. Like, right now, uh, from Monday, I'm starting the project uh, for one of the African banks being hacked. And my job's going to be to, like, find out first, like, what happened and so on. And uh, I'm not, I mean, I used to be more excited about it. I'm still excited, though, but it's definitely less. Because, like, you get to an environment and you were like, oh, okay, so the same stuff. <laughs> it's like it could be just like slightly different and it, I'm fascinated by the ideas that people have yeah. because it's like your imagination that you're using as a hacker to do something and yeah but how much different that can be like there are not many mm. possibilities already. You know? So you find that a lot of the hacks uh, that happen are sort of the same have the general same contours of things you've seen before? Of course 
uh, within a certain space of events, yes, and that yeah. space of events is pretty large. Yeah. But still, like we're all like humans, we yeah. we're kind of like repeating different steps. Like I'm I'm waiting for something extraordinary to happen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like Stuxnet was, for example, extraordinary. Yeah, yes. just like yeah. So that kind of yeah, thing. Like that was fascinating. Mm, yeah, <laughs> I, I saw um, you know, happy anniversary to. Um, uh, meltdown inspector right um, mm. it's, it's just now just over a year old now yes yeah. so that kind of like situation so they don't happen very often because they are difficult to find out difficult difficult to implement mm. but that's where it's getting exciting, it's exciting. yeah mm. and and what is also exciting in cybersecurity it's the human factor here mm. yeah uh, because uh, when we do for example like different types of pentas and projects and so on then basically um, one of the projects that we had was related with the internal sabotage. So then you have to not only be a good expert in finding out what's happening, but also have a good social skills to make sure that everybody is comfortable with what you're doing. Yeah? Yeah. And that is the most exciting part. Do you think yeah. social engineering is going to be the big problem to solve? Right? I, mean, I think technically we, we might get somewhere, but socially that's always going to be a struggle, right? And it always is. And people are more and more aware of what's going on. But uh, I'm also doing the social engineering projects. And, uh, Mm, for the past 10 years, there was only one person, literally, that asked me questions. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So Besides people that, weren't even thinking. So that USB like stick left in the in a waiting room or something, it's just going to get plugged uh, in and... Well, that was how the Stuxnet thing got infected, yeah. right? Yes, USB exactly. Stick. Yeah, yeah, through USB stick. And, yeah. and quite recently, I've been in one of the banks as well, quite, quite big banks, and I'm buying um, tea at the cafeteria, and then I see that there is a USB stick left next to the counter. Mm. Yeah, and uh, I'm with the security guys. I'm like, hey, what's this? And they're like, Shh, we're making tests. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was actually going to bring that up because this is something I, I think is kind of a growth industry uh, in in sort of the the entire industry is mm. sort of companies doing their own internal attacks, trying to sort of see where their weaknesses are, right? And mm -hmm. I, I know I know you do a lot of that kind of consulting. Absolutely. Um, but I know that Microsoft, for example, has a team. Yes, um, great team. That uh, will try to uh, do phishing attacks on our, our own employees and, and see if they report it as a phishing attack or if they <laughs> fall for it. And, you know, and I, I don't know I'll what give them happens credit. if you There was one recently it. internally yeah. and every yeah. single person I knew yeah, yeah. went, phishing attack and everybody else, have you ever seen this? And it just was a, a flutter uh, through all the corridors, everybody going, where did this come from? And yeah. luckily it was an internal one, but, right, like, right. but it was, I was really impressed of mm -hmm. all my peers around me, not one single person got sucked wow. into it. And it was a good email, mm -hmm. yeah. like it looked official. Yeah. Um, so I was quite proud of everybody around me. Um, yeah. So. But that goes also back to what we were talking about with the sort of the social attacks, right? The, and the, the um, um, uh, the human, 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 the human weakness, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, those are damn compassion. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's how you have to fight those, right? Is sort of like uh, get people to fall for a for a, uh, a fake one. And well, it's a learning experience, yeah. right? And then they'll learn, right? I think most people say, they say that you, you learn from your mistakes a lot more yeah. than yeah. your yeah. successes, right? And if someone can really uh, take this situation in a positive way. 
then that's that's perfect yeah and uh, we've been also in the situations where people did not really react to uh, that kind of tests very well to social engineering yeah. literally to the point that when I was walking out from the building there was like lady screaming up from t to her friend like on a parking he was she was like uh, hey you see that girl over there I don't trust her <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm like whoa oh, wow. <laughs> that's interesting yeah but it, that was kind of positive but uh, still yeah. Yeah. yeah there's some interesting uh, I've seen online various videos of corporations being like your you know, consultants being paid to break mm -hmm. in physically. Mm -hmm. oh. And it's a very interesting ground between, you know, what is legal and what's not. And, that is and very awareness. interesting, yeah. It's going to be one of those interesting uh, evolutions of, of the industry, for sure, of where those lines are. And you know what was always very exciting in this business for me? Uh, is that when the companies are ordering penetration tests, uh, of course, it's a good idea to check, um, like from the third party perspective, how do you look and so on. Of course, you've got a certain time, so you evaluate the risk. So within the two weeks, hackers will not get in in the like most common ways, let's say, or even sophisticated ways. Awesome. But who is monitoring uh, whatever pen testers are doing? Yeah. yeah. Because if someone is becoming a domain admin in the enterprise domain, in a bank domain, then it, I mean, we could say you could do everything. Everything means, of course, we need to specify it, but n knowledgeable person is capable to use the domain admin credentials mm. uh, to do something interesting, right? But who's monitoring the monitors? Right, <laughs> yeah. that is the question. And uh, that's why cybersecurity has become a very exciting field where you've got lots of people that are, oh, I finished that course and I do a little bit of hacking. I did a hacking in a high school, whatever, university. They're up there in the market and then they are to be hired. Mm. Awesome, but then do they have good intentions? Yeah. And we've been in the situations as well um, in this business where you've got like a call for offers and then the lowest price wins. Ooh. And in security, we know that this is not a good idea. And then you're getting the team like this. Question is like, is this good team, bad team? Because if I would like to get into someone's infrastructure, I would definitely lower my rates mm. and then I would just be there. It's like, <laughs> yeah, here's they a great opinion. You, but you may not have the best intention. Absolutely. And then you just like take this information mm. out and you give it to someone else. And as she says, it's kind of wild west. It can be a little bit wild west. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, a f that's an interesting thing. How do you, you know, how do you know who to trust, right? Because yeah. you trust <laughs> the auditor, obviously, because they are the ones to help you. But mm, yeah. is that yeah. really the case? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I suppose there's also some interesting boundaries between you know, what country is Companies allowed from companies right. from what country are allowed to do that in other countries? Yeah, mm -hmm. yes. yeah, yeah. You see, I mean, I you you read things in the news now too about you know oh we found some chip on some motherboard and we don't know how it got there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna. Yeah. There's speculation whether that's true or false. I have yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. comment. I have no idea. I just know what I read in the news. It sounds interesting. It to me. sounds it's interesting, and I think there's a lot of uh, controversy over yeah. it. But do you think it's, IoT it's sort of the wild again back then? That Wild West thing, like we don't. Yeah. Do you think IoT is going to be the next main thing that's the focus for security? It's all the time there. Yeah, it's the, just because we name it right now, it doesn't mean it's like you know, it's mm. it's still there, and it has always been, and there has always been devices out there. Uh, it's just like we talk more about it, it means there's going to be more focus about it. Mm. There's more devices though, right? I mean, it's purely from an attack surface point of view, right? There's right. more of them, and then their sophistication is lower because they don't have the compute. Absolutely. 
So, yeah. so it's going gonna, it's gonna to be like, it's popular anyhow, right? It's going to be maybe more popular, depends on what kind of devices you are using, but it's, it's a case, definitely. Mm -hmm. And we have Azure Sphere to address mm -hmm. this. And yeah, it's definitely one of those growth areas for sure. So where do you, um, like I know that uh, I hang out on Twitter a fair bit and there's a really good community on there. Mm -hmm. Where do you kind of find, uh, you know, the conversations in relation? Is it really a Twitterverse thing at the moment or is it, I don't really think it's Facebook, really. I mean, I know that particularly Swift on security. Yes, uh, definitely. His, his name's Taylor Swift, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, he has a fantastic Twitter account that has a lot of followers mm -hmm. and quite good conversations on that. And actually, he's a very good example of growth. He was just an ops engineer that got interested in security and through that evolution of learning now became a security engineer and yeah. quite what seems to be a quite impressive one too. Absolutely. And so is, is Twitter really where you hang out? I know that the reverse engineering community can be, particularly what was more the hacking side of things, can be a little bit abrasive, but they're also kind of positive as well. Um, right. So where do you hang out? Where do you get your information? So Twitter is definitely the case, but also uh, we've got on Facebook kind of like our private groups mm -hmm. where we share some information. So that's kind of like, I mean, it doesn't sound very welcoming, but still uh, like that's that's kind of like the channel. But at the same time, uh, my team is also doing the research in different different like news and so on. So like you just see one thing, you dig in further and further and further. Mm. So so Twitter is definitely the place to, to check the, you know, check information. I think it's kind of like a good news source to then jump off somewhere else, be aware that this is happening. And, and it's less off. official. Yeah. 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 So you, you, it's just very humanic. Yeah. Yeah. I think you don't have this, oh, well, if I say this officially, my corporation might not like it type right. thing to it. Mm -hmm. I know RSA conference is probably the biggest security conference. Would you agree? Yes, um, I do. I mean, uh, what's RSA stand for? Uh, whatever it is. RSA conference. Yeah, RSA conference. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's actually quite soon, I think. I think I'm actually delivering a keynote over there. Oh, yeah? yeah, yeah, so, yeah, when, yeah. so when yeah. is that? Uh, in, Mar in April. Yeah. yeah. So it's coming out. Yeah. Cool. Mm -hmm. So what's your keynote going to be on? What's the topic? Uh, so so I'm, I'm still like working on it. It's probably like the shape of cybersecurity that we, that we as we see it right now mm -hmm. in the in the markets, like what kind of challenges do we have? Mm -hmm. And also one of the subjects that we started, uh, how do you actually search for people? Mm -hmm. So who is the one that you hire yeah. and how do you grow that person? So if someone wants to start in cyber, um, what kind of steps this person should take? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that that kind of things, and the trend is definitely out there. Um, and I got uh, like interesting stuff uh, from the Forbes, and that was like a cybersecurity ventures. There was like making opinion about that uh, up to twenty twenty one, there's going to be three point five million cybersecurity job openings. Whew. That's pretty it's like cool. Growth industry, right? But yeah. then it's, so like, it's like a million a year. Right, but there's not a, new, a million people per year. <laughs> that is exactly <laughs> what I'm thinking. Yeah. So this is our conversation uh, that we yeah. had. Like y you, you open a position, and there's like, 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 what kind of people are applying? Yeah. How so do you find the qualified? How do you find the qualified people? And how yeah? do you find the qualified people that you feel you can trust? And insecurity, yeah. <laughs> insecurity, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. That's yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting. So it sounds like it's a it's a good field to get into. There's a lot of uh, a lot of growth there. Absolutely, and yeah. it's a very difficult field as well, uh, both from the perspective of being hiring and, and, the, and the hiring person, so that uh, when, you, when you get your qualifications and the company invests in you, and uh, of course you need to go to some trainings, uh, spend the time with a uh, more advanced team, mm. so it's, it's everything is just a cost yeah, mm -hmm. at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. But of course it's something that it, we have to uh, make. Then like this person is becoming more valuable in the market, 
So with that um, demand of such a, such a great skill in cybersecurity, it's just like gone. Yeah, portability yeah? is a problem. I mean, same Absolutely. thing with software engineers, right? I mean, the mm -hmm. particularly Silicon Valley is just this jumping place. I mean, everybody just moves around so much. Yeah. 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 But so it's very uh, definitely a very interesting topic. Mm -hmm. um, we'll link to your. We'll update the description below with the link to your RSA talk once it happens. So yeah, if you're watching this you. after after RSA, we'll have a link yeah, for you. Yeah, sounds like it's a similar topic to what we've yeah. discussed here, but I'm sure you'll go much more in depth. That'll be great. Yeah, cool. I'll, I'll look out for that. So Paul is going to come back and do a demo, which is what we do on Defractals. Right. Uh, we're going to do Data Protection API. Yeah. We've debated <laughs> how to say it. I Very think cool it's subject. DP yeah. API, I want to say. I want to say DAPI, but that doesn't D make sense. But that's a P in it, so it would have to be yeah. DAPI. DP API. DP API, yeah. Data Protection API. <laughs> so it's been around a while, so we'll talk some more about it on the, on the next episode. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. So thanks for the overview. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Uh, well, that's our show for this week. Thanks for watching. As always, if you have questions or comments, uh, put them in the show notes down there or email us at defragtools at microsoft.com. Thanks for watching. See you next week. Thank you.